0: plans in store for him and his family. We're so thrilled about that, and us as well. How are you guys doing? Are you good? Do you have a great Thanksgiving? Do you eat too much? Yes, that's what you're supposed to do. That's what you're supposed to do. Well, my name is Derek. I'm one of the pastors here. And this morning, I want to take you to a scene in Mark chapter 6. And it's a scene where the disciples are all in this boat. And it's very late. One night. In fact, it's probably close to morning time, and they have been pushing against these strong headwinds. They are exhausted. They are not making very good progress at all. And I kind of imagine this moonlit sort of night, you know, where the reflection of the moon is dancing off of the, of the water. Sort of eerie and, and surreal. And off in the distance, they see this image of a, uh, a, a man on the water. And it absolutely freaks them out. In fact, they think it's a ghost. And they yell, it's a ghost. And Jesus actually, I think after a little pause, dramatic pause, I feel, finally thunders back, no, guys, it's just me. Relax. Do not be afraid. And I can just imagine, you know, the disciples just going, oh, the color coming back into their faces as the adrenaline just kind of drains back out. You know, I think Jesus was messing with them clearly right here. And I'll tell you why I think that's true. Because it says that he was walking on the water and he almost passes them up on water, on foot. And they're in this boat like, you guys are going way too slow. What's wrong with you guys? And, and, and yet as Jesus comes back into the boat and gets in, I, I just kind of imagine this picture as well. I wonder if the disciples, some of them, maybe just didn't reach down into the water as Jesus is trying to get back into the boat and just splash him. Like, thanks Jesus for scaring us. You scared the bejeebies out of us. He comes back in the boat, maybe with a little smirk, a Jesus smirk on his face. You know, Jesus was not a ghost, but this morning I wanna talk about one. I wanna talk about a ghost that actually empowered the life of Jesus all his life. It's one that we refer to as the Holy Ghost sometimes, or maybe the Holy Spirit. And I don't know about your experience with the Holy Spirit. I don't know what you've heard or seen or experienced in the past. Maybe for you is that church down the street, you know, the weird one, the one that always kind of has tambourine. Everybody's got a tambourine in service, and the women have the buns and the long skirts on, and there's people dancing in the aisles. There's Ribbon Lady. Woo! She's going for it. I don't know. But I can tell you this, that there is nothing weird, there is nothing strange, and there's nothing even to fear or be afraid of when it comes to the Holy Spirit. And I want to suggest this morning that we need him desperately in our lives. And this morning, I would just like to take a moment with you and just shine the spotlight on the Holy Spirit so that we can understand, we can maybe be reminded of who he is and what he does and how He works, and how we interact with the Holy Spirit, because I believe that we need the Holy Spirit in our lives. You know, the Bible says that He is part of the Godhead. He's the third person of the Trinity. The Trinity is God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Maybe you're here today and you'd say, you know, Pastor Derek, I get God the Father, I get Jesus the Son, because fathers have sons, but the Holy Spirit, I, I don't understand that well it's a little bit fuzzy for me and that's maybe even a little bit weird and if that's where you're at that's okay I understand and yet Paul Peter said this he said repent which means change your thinking change your ways and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will what receive the gift of the Holy Spirit the Spirit is a gift to us In fact, at the moment that you give your life to Christ, those of us have given our lives to Jesus Christ, he's the Lord and Savior of our lives, at that moment, the Holy Spirit comes to you as a gift. Lord, I pray this morning that you would just speak through your servant. God, I pray that you would speak through your word and help us, God, to hear today, not just with our heads, but also, Lord, with our hearts. In the name of Jesus, I pray, amen. Amen. Let me take you to another scene. Uh, It's the time where Jesus is is getting close to going to the cross, and he's trying to explain all these things to the disciples. They are not getting it too well. And he begins to tell them, I'm going to the cross. That's why I came here. I'm going to be paying for the sins of the world. Then I'm going to go to the Father, and I'll be back in heaven. And they're not getting it. And he's kind of just trying to explain, okay, let me tell it to you this way. I am leaving i will be gone and i can just imagine how those words landed on the disciples how i might take that as as shocking as confusing maybe maybe there was some disbelief in there maybe there was some disillusionment i certainly believe that there was some silence some awkward awkward silence and in the midst of that jesus speaks and he says these words to the disciples he says listen guys I will ask the Father, and He will give you another Advocate, capital A. Other translations use the word comforter or helper or counselor, and He will never leave you. He is the what? Would you guys say this with me? He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. Some translations say He is the Spirit of truth. Jesus goes to the guys and says, Look, you guys, we've been doing this for three years, and it's been amazing. We, we've eaten together. We have laughed together. You guys have learned together. You've seen the kingdom of God working. You've seen miracles. We've seen people get saved. We've pe- seen the people who are sick get healed. Our ministry's on a roll. We're doing pretty good. But it's time for me to go now. And it's why I came. I was born for this very reason, and it's time for me to go, and can you just imagine the disciples just trying to wrap their brains around this moment, and maybe just saying, hold on, wait a minute, Jesus, can we time out? Why do you, can you help us understand better? Why do you have to go now? Why, why, why do you have to leave? Can't you stay longer? How about the, the advocate, spirit, something, he just doesn't come, or he comes later, and you stay with us longer. We want you, Jesus, we want you here now by our side. Makes me think about times where I've thought about that very thing. Have you ever thought about that? Like how cool would it be to have Jesus right with you physically in the flesh every day? Just just you could go to him anytime and you could talk to him. You could say, hey, Jesus, I got this problem. Um, and he says, really? Why don't you sit down over coffee? Let's talk about it. Right? That would be amazing. Or maybe you have some friends who need to know Jesus and you bring him with you. You're like, hey, everybody, just want to introduce you Here's This is Jesus, my friend. How cool would that be? Or you invite Jesus over for dinner and you're about to go for that that second slice of cheesecake, you know, and Jesus is right there. He's looking over at you and he, you're looking back at him. And you're like, he's like, I'm OK, Jesus. I won't have that second slice of cake. I get it. Or after he leaves. The food pantry that was empty is now full with food on every shelf. It's a miracle. Or maybe you're walking your dog, and your dog gets loose, and he gets hit by a car. Jesus could raise your dog back to life, right? Or if your cat got hit by a car, Jesus could do the funeral. Could it get better than having Jesus right by my side? Could it be better than having Jesus? What could be better than that? And Jesus says, guys, it's about to get way better. Way better. It's better that I go. He says, in fact, it is best for you that I go away because if I don't, the advocate won't come. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. Jesus is saying, I want to send you, I want to give you this gift of the Holy Spirit into your guys' lives. And this morning, I don't know, maybe there's somebody here that's like, what is that gift? Who is really the Holy Spirit? Let me talk a little bit as we move into that. Let me first take you on a little tour, okay? Let's take a tour through the Scriptures a little bit. There are so many references to the Holy Spirit, but let me just give us a few. First stop, it's just the second verse in the Bible. It's Genesis chapter 1, verse 2. It says this, The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And say this bold part with me right here. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Who's that? That's the Holy Spirit. He is there at the very beginning. It's interesting, in the Greek, in the original language of the New Testament, he's referred to as pneuma or ruah. Which means spirit, wind, breath. And Job said said it this way. He said, The Spirit of God has made me, the breath of the Almighty gives me life. And by the way, most of the time when we're reading in the Old Testament, that's the time before Jesus, he simply referred to as the Spirit or the Spirit of God. And he would interact with people. He would come upon God's people and he would empower them to do great things. To accomplish God's will like Gideon it says then the Spirit of the Lord came on Gideon or Samson says the Spirit of the Lord rushed upon him when David was anointed King it says that the Spirit of the Lord rushed upon David and so we see the Spirit coming upon people to accomplish God's will we see in the New Testament Mary was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit we know Jesus had the Holy Spirit come upon him to send like like how like a dove. That's right. In the early church, in the book of Acts, during one of their prayer meetings, it says they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the Word of God boldly. There are so many references to the Holy Spirit. In fact, he's mentioned 76 times in the Old Testament and 261 times in the New Testament. Almost every book of the Bible speaks of the Holy Spirit in some way. Now, what makes it a little more confusing at times is it's not always the same name, as I said. So there's different names that are given to the Holy Spirit as you read the Scriptures. And I want to give you some of those this morning. You have this in your notes. If you're taking notes, uh, there's some fill-ins here for you. The first one he's called to, refer to, we already looked at it, is he is the Spirit of Truth. We read that in the book of John. He is the Spirit of Truth. He's also referred to as the Spirit of Holiness. We see in Romans. He's the Spirit of Life. He's the Author of Life. He's the Spirit of of life. He's the spirit of glory. He's the eternal spirit. He is the helper. I love that that name for the Holy Spirit. Have you ever just prayed, oh God, please help me. Help, Lord. That's a, that's a call to the Holy Spirit because he is the helper. He's the counselor and he is the Comfort comforter. And there's scripture references in your notes. You can check that out later. But those are all names for the Holy Spirit. Different names that he goes by. And this morning, maybe you're here and you go, you know what? I need that. I need God to reveal truth in my life. I need the spirit to empower me to live a holy life. I need the spirit of life to to break an addiction or some kind of stronghold. I need some freedom. He is the spirit of life. Or I need the counselor I'm going through something, and I need, I need some counsel. Whatever it is you're going through, and Jesus was trying to get this point across the disciples saying look guys just as I have been those very things to you now the Spirit is going to be to you in a personal and powerful way and if you know Jesus this morning can I ask you what one of these names of the Spirit do you most maybe not only identify with but do you need him to work in your life do you need his truth perhaps to speak over some lies, some, 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 some things that circulate in your mind that you have believed, you have received, and you rehearse, but you need that truth. Do you need the comforter to comfort you? We're, we're just going through the holiday. We're about to go into the Christmas time. This can be a very lonely time, especially if you've had loss in your life. He is the comforter. He wants to hold you. Some of you know that I have... Uh, I've always loved airplanes and flying. That's a, just another side note to, to this guy. And uh, actually, I got my license to fly an airplane when I was 18 years old. I have no idea why they will license a tre- teenager like that. That's just a, that's something waiting to happen. I don't know. But I did. I got my license when I was 18. And uh, it's actually later on how I asked my wife to marry me. I took her up in a plane and I asked her to marry me. And she said no. <laughs> so I took the wheel and then I just pushed it forward. I said, really? No, I'm just kidding, I didn't say that. I didn't do that. It's good. But I got my license when I was 18. And then I worked on different ratings. I got to be an instructor. I taught beginners, advanced, commercial pilots. I, I, I got 5,000 hours of you know, teaching time in the plane. So I understand aviation pretty well. And um, one of the things that you learn very quickly is how important safety is. It's all about safety and how important air traffic control is to safety. We call them ATC, air traffic control. And it's really important that you understand the air traffic control system because they have things that you need to know. And it's a really good idea that you press in and listen to what they have to say. In fact, I wanna teach you a little something that I taught pilots, is that okay? Can I do that here, guys, on a Sunday morning? Let me give you a little flight lesson. Some of you are aviation buffs, I see some of you, okay? All right, here it is. Here's what I taught pilots. You need to listen, you need to acknowledge, and you need to comply. You need to listen, you need to acknowledge, and you need to comply. See, the whole thing doesn't work very well at all if you don't first listen. Isn't that what we try to help our teenagers get, right? <laughs> listen. You know, it seems like a duh. Like, uh, aren't pilots always listening? Now, you'd be surprised how many pilots miss a call, and the controller's doing everything they can to reach that pilot. Let me ask you, how do you listen for the Holy Spirit? Do you press in? Are you expecting to hear something from God? Are you listening? Are you moving in toward his ear and saying, God, what, are you might, what might you be trying to say to me? Number one, we need to listen. Second thing we need to do is we need to acknowledge them. We need to acknowledge the controller. They might say something like this, Cessna 56571 Juliet, turn right, heading 260 for traffic. Okay, there, there it is right there. Now, that's a little technical. We say all the numbers individually, so 260 degrees is really 260. I acknowledge that. I heard you, I listened, I heard that. I'm gonna acknowledge by saying it this way. Turn right, 260, Cessna 56571, Juliet, or whatever, United 1134, whatever the registration numbers might happen to be for that aircraft. That's an acknowledgement. I heard you, I heard your voice, I heard the instruction, and I recognize that you're there and that you are speaking to me. Friends, how do you acknowledge the Holy Spirit? Do you, do you have this awareness throughout your day? Are you, are you looking for Him? Are you listening for Him? Is your ear pressed in? And when He speaks, do you acknowledge Him? Do you acknowledge His presence? Or do you just kind of go about your day just kind of like, I'm doing my best. I, I'm trusting God's up there. He's doing His thing. I'm doing mine. I hope it all works out. You know, it'd be kind of weird, like, if I was married and I just walked in. I am married. I am married. I'm, ha- I'm happily married. <laughs> She's right up there. I'm very happily married. But it'd be like this. If I walk into my house and I see my beautiful wife, my best friend, but I never talk to her, and I, I, just, I just ignore her, she says, hi, 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 and I just walk right past. That wouldn't be good for a marriage, right? That's not a relationship. And you see, we're in a relationship with the living God through the Holy Spirit. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, you know it. It says, Trust in the Lord with what? All your heart, and lean not on your own understanding, and in all your ways, what? Acknowledge Him. Acknowledge Him, and He will make straight your paths. All my ways, all my ways, every aspect of my life, I want to acknowledge him, not ignore him. Now, somebody here, I'm sure, is probably geeking out because we have these statements right here, and you're going, I didn't hear much of what you said because I was trying to figure out what this means. Let me help uh, the geeks in the building, okay, right now, so you can sleep tonight. There is 360 directional degrees in a compass. We can turn to any one of those numbers in an airplane, okay? If you've worked with a compass before, Boy Scouts, whatever, you, you understand the compass. East is 90, west is 270. So the controller asks us to turn to different headings for different reasons. This one was for traffic, and so we need to turn to a 260 heading. And you can see that's right there um, by the west. And then in the airplane, it looks like this. Okay, that's kind of the display that you might see in the cockpit. And you can see 2, two four is really 240. Just add a zero to those numbers. So we're almost there to the 260 number. And we're going there for a good reason. It's to avoid traffic. Because if I don't do that, there could be a problem. So number one, I need to listen. I need to acknowledge. And lastly, I need to comply. I need to comply. That is to act on what I heard. What if I heard 260? What if I acknowledged that but I just stayed on my present course? You know, and I'm kind of like, you know what, I really don't feel like going to 260. I I, I, I don't know. I like this way better. This looks better to me. This feels right. That would be stupid, okay, in an airplane. You don't do that. Any pilot knows that because you're going to cause a problem, and it might be your life is going to be at stake because here's the thing. There's things that I can't see with my natural eyes, that my controller can. And it's that way with God. God sees from a vantage point, you and I, we don't have. That's why I don't trust in my own understanding. In all my ways, I need to acknowledge Him. But then it goes beyond that. I have to say, you know what? I gotta trust this. He's the controller, and I'm not. He's the controller, I'm not. He's the controller, I'm not. Pastor Brad had a say, I think a few months ago, He's God and I'm not. Remember that? He is the controller and I, I am not. Man, he speaks and I listen. He gives instructions and I obey. Listen and obey. And you might be here this morning saying, Pastor, I want to do that. I want those instructions. I just don't know what they are. Can I tell you something? It's right in here. This, this book, God's Word, is full of instructions and clearances from god and god will never say anything that will go against his word but we need to know his word we need to know his word first and so i'd encourage you You know what? if you're here this morning and you don't have one of these you don't have a bible oh we would love to give you a bible we have an information area out here tell them i want a bible pastor derek said i can pick one up and by the way if you want digital because we're in that age right there is an app for that absolutely it's the holy bible app is the one i would recommend and I know a lot of times I talk to people they are not aware of that that's out there. Oh, it's fantastic. You can get all of the translations, all different languages, tons of Bible reading plans, and it's all right there. It goes with you. It's on your phone. So how does God speak through to us? He speaks through His Holy Spirit, through His Word first and foremost. But then He can also speak in different ways. He can speak in a time of prayer. He can give you a thought. He can give you an impression. But again, it, it never goes against his word. He may speak to another person through you. to you. He may speak to you through a song. Maybe you were here this morning or in past weeks, and, and there's a song that our worship team did, and it just like hits you like a ton of bricks. Have you ever had that? That's the Holy Spirit speaking to you. Or maybe you're driving to or from work, and you got Caleb on, and there's a song, and the Holy Spirit just pricks your heart, and he does something. He's speaking, he's speaking, he's speaking. And I need to respond. I need to respond. There's a response here that he wants. So I, my, when my controller speaks, I say, okay, you want me to go over here. You want me to turn to that heading. All right, you want me to go over there. And you want me to help that person. You want me to go over here and you want me to pray for them. You want me to forgive this person. You want me to go and just talk to this person who I don't even know. They're just a complete stranger, okay? years ago I never forget this my wife and I went uh, to TGIF it was a date night we like to go on a date night once a week and uh, we went to this restaurant and the server was very friendly actually too friendly you know what I'm talking about I'm on a date night here pal work with me you know it's like he would you know I'm trying to okay so um, but it, tr- it he kind of turned a corner and he started talking about his pain. He started talking about a lot of problems in his life. I mean, he's, you know, he's, he's the server. I'm like, don't you have other tables? Or, um, But, yeah, thought bubbles from a pastor. But we did kind of, we did engage him. We were listening. We were asking questions. We were throwing in some, some, some talk like, you know what, we believe in prayer. We believe in God, you know, kind of saying some things. But we really just kind of let it go along, and he, he left, and, I'll never forget that experience because I felt like I missed it. I felt like I missed the Holy Spirit. Have you ever felt like you've missed the Holy Spirit? There was an opportunity there to share the gospel, to share the good news with somebody. It was a door wide open. Didn't take it. So I, sa- I prayed. I said, Holy Spirit, ne- never let me miss another God opportunity like that again. Help me. Sometime later, I was teaching a flight lesson, and a student came in, and she began to pour out some things that was going on in her life, and it kind of turned into a very similar situation. And just, just all this stuff that was going on, and this pain she was pouring out. And I began to talk to her about the love of God. I began to share with her about the good news of the gospel, and that God has a plan for her life. And you know what? She gave her life to Christ right there. Hallelujah! You know what? Yeah, praise the Lord. We never got to the flight lesson. We never got to an airplane. We didn't even talk about aviation. God had a different plan. The Holy Spirit had a different plan. But it's having that antenna up. It's being receptive to him. Because I guarantee you, folks, he is always talking. He is always issuing instructions. He's always guiding us. But we just need to be available. We need to listen. We need to acknowledge. And we need to comply. I want you to hear just right now i've got a little uh recording of some banter back and forth between pilots and controllers this comes from norcal approach which is northern california and where i'm pointing over here getting distracted yeah it's over here to the west in the san francisco bay area and uh, i was going to do a live version because they're right now they're talking right over our heads here as well there's airspace but uh, sometimes there's dead spots, and so I didn't want to risk that. So I recorded this. It's a little hard to hear it. It's a little hard to discern it, especially if you're not used to the language. But just listen in and see what you can pick up. Let's take a listen to that right now. Scott, uh, North South maintain 6,000. speed to 210. at 6,000. Six, well, 210. Six, five thirty-six seventeen. 210. Maintain 3,000. 210 speed and uh, descend and maintain 3,000. Highway uh, 5617 traffic, 3 o'clock, 4 miles A uh, United Boeing 737 at 5,000. They've got you inside, maintain the visual. We have them inside as well, Scott 5617. Scott 5617, thank you, maintain the visual separation. Reduce speed to 180, report established on the 2 left. mode closure. Slow to 180, report established, this is so, three, six, five, left 2 left. Scott 5617. South, 32-A-L-F heading to 2 left heading two zero zero. 0 0 south of the Southwest 65. South, 180, climb 18, 190. What just happened, right? (laughs) That made coming to church worth it, didn't it, right there? Yeah? I I thought so. I thought so. You know, I get it. It's hard to understand that because, one, they're going 100 miles an hour. And two, they're speaking a foreign language. And three, it's not the best recording either. But could you hear in that the instruction – response pattern. Could you, could you at least get picked that up? There was an instruction, the controller's voice, and then a response, which was exactly acknowledging and repeating back what the controller said. And I think about that, and I think that's how I want to go with the Holy Spirit. He speaks, and I respond. He calls, and I answer, even immediately. And for somebody here this morning, maybe you're here, and, and you haven't given your life over to Christ yet. You haven't taken that step maybe today's that day and when you do the bible says you will receive the gift of the holy spirit and you can begin to hear and discern his voice for others of us i don't know maybe it's maybe it's we're on the wrong frequency sometimes maybe we are tuning into other things maybe maybe there's so much other noise that's going on when's when's the last time that you heard the voice of god speak something in a personal way into your life if it's been recently, praise God, I celebrate that with you. If it's been a while or a long time, maybe, maybe there's a lot of chatter over the airwaves and there's a, there's a frequency we need to just tune into because really, ultimately, only one voice matters, amen? And that's His voice. That's what He has to say. I want to, I want to press my ear in toward the Holy Spirit and listen to what He has to say. And even if that means tuning out of something else so that I can tune in, to something better, then that's exactly what I want to do. I'm going to end with this. Jesus says that this gift, this voice, this truth, this counselor, this helper, he's not going to be just with you. He's not going to be just with you like I have been, disciples, but he's going to be in you. He's going to be in you. Listen to this. Jesus continues back to the uh, passage we started with. He says, the world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and it doesn't recognize him. They're not on his frequency. But you know him because he lives with you now and later he will be what? He will be in you. He will be in you. And that church is the mind-blowing ending that i wanted to end with i don't know if it blows up anybody else's mind but just to wrap that our brains around that and not to glide past that too easily because i've read that passage a lot of times with you and in you but just think about it for a second the living god lives in you paul said it this way he said do you not know that you are god's temple and that god's spirit dwells in you. The same power, the same power that spoke just a word and planets and stars snapped into place. The same power that breathed the breath of life into this dirt, lifeless dirt, and a human began to breathe. We're talking about the same power that gave Samson his strength, Esther her courage, Solomon his wisdom, that parted the Red Sea, that, that fed the 5,000 with two fish sticks, that That spoke a word and a dead man came out of the tomb, and that raised Jesus Christ back to life. The same power, Jesus says, lives in you, and He has a name, and He's not an it, He's a He. His name is the Holy Spirit of God. So, what does it mean for you today that the living God lives inside of you? What does it mean for your situation, for your dilemma, for that temptation? for that relationship issue, that maybe Thanksgiving meal kind of brought back up to light and bubbled back to the surface. Maybe it's that health concern. What does it mean? You know, one of the things that I love about the Holy Spirit is not, is he, not only is He there just issuing instructions to us, but here, He provides power. He provides power for us to accomplish the instructions. When I'm weak, He is strong. There's a song uh, that I want to not sing, don't worry. Okay? Tell me you got worried, right, when I said that. Um, There's a song by Christian music artist Jeremy Camp, and it's simply entitled, Same Power. And we're going to sing this as a closing song today. I'm really excited about that. Let me just read a couple of lyrics very quickly to you, because it's powerful. It says this, I can walk down this dark and painful road. I can face every fear of the unknown. I can hear all God's children singing out. We will not be overtaken. We will not be overcome. Why? Because the same power that raised Jesus from the grave, the same power that calls and wakes the dead to come to life, he lives in us. He lives in us. He lives in you this morning. So what does it mean to you that the Holy Spirit A living God is inside you right now. Would you bow your heads with me and let's pray. I don't know what you brought in this morning to the building. I don't know if it's a strained relationship, as I said, or if it's a, maybe you have a burden for lost loved ones. Maybe it's an addiction that you're dealing with. Maybe it's a marriage that's in crisis finances that are just waiting you down maybe it's a health concern that's overwhelming you maybe you're dealing with bitterness and resentment can i just say that the same power that raised jesus back to life he is not only available to you but he lives in you you have heaven's resources and if you're here this morning and you're not sure that you're saved you're not sure that you've taken that moment to say oh god come into my life. You can take care of that right now. By just a simple heart cry, a simple prayer in your heart like this. Lord Jesus, I've been a sinner. And I come to you today and I acknowledge that. And I also acknowledge that you are there. And I want to turn my life over to you. I want you to be my controller. Forgive me of my sins. I want to follow you. I want to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And if that's you today, welcome to the family. As you keep your eyes closed, welcome to the family of God. I would love to talk to you after the service or one of our pastors or somebody that brought you. Or you can go out to our information area and we have some next steps for you as well. For the rest of us, what does it mean that you have the living God inside you today? Maybe it's so awareness throughout your day, more of the Holy Spirit. Maybe it's asking him to speak to you. Maybe it's asking him a question like, who do you want me to talk to today? Who do you want me to love today? Who do you want me to forgive today? Tell me what to do. I want to respond. Spirit of God, I thank you that you are here. As we sing in the opening of this service, you are so welcome here. But I thank you that you come with us as we came in the building today. And you go with us as we leave the building today. Because the building is not the church. The church is us. And you are inside of us. And so I pray for your power this week, God. Whatever it is that we're dealing with, whatever it is that we're going through, Lord, may we just acknowledge your Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit, I pray that you would empower your church every minute, every day, We love you and we praise you. And it's in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.